It's been a while, but I'm back. Here's what was new and interesting in the worlds of Google, Apple, and everyone else for the week ending July 7th, 2018. This is ST Weekly. This week saw a couple of deals on the OG Pixel devices, cutting prices to around $400 and below, and some of them were new as well as refurbished. Even though the Pixel has been out now for more than a year and a half, it's still a great option if you're looking for a solid primary phone or decent backup, and you can also get it on the Android P beta as well. Speaking of Android P, Dev Preview 4, the beta version 3, went live this week, and while there were some minor changes, lots of folks are reporting that it's stable enough to use as a daily driver. I have it on my OG Pixel XL and haven't been using it much since first installing the Dev Preview, but if you have and are on the latest build and feel the same way, let us know what you think about it. The fact that a developer preview of an upcoming version of Android is stable enough for most people to use as their daily driver is actually really pretty big news. In addition to the latest version of Android P, the July security patch was released for both non-beta Pixel and Pixel 2 devices, as well as some Nexus devices. And one of the biggest improvements was supposed to be to the Wi-Fi connection. Connectivity has been a pain point for many Pixel and Pixel 2 owners, including me at times, for both Wi-Fi and Bluetooth connections, so any improvement here is a good thing. The OG Pixel, in fact, was notorious for its terrible Bluetooth connectivity, specifically with Bluetooth headphones, and while I haven't struggled with some of the Wi-Fi challenges that many others have, this also has been a significant, let's say, disappointment on Google's part. And the fact that a security patch, which Google consistently releases around the first week of every month, sets to update this connectivity problems is a really good thing and a huge selling point for those that become or are Pixel and Pixel 2 owners. Apple Report By far and away the biggest rumor surrounding Apple this week is that the 2018 iPhone devices will come in several new colors and a render of these colors is floating around the internet. We might see as many as gold, gray, white, blue, red, and orange this year. And while a couple of those colors aren't new, just the fact that Apple is perhaps going to open up its color selection is a huge deal, and a welcome break from the black, silver, and occasionally gold colors we've seen in the past. Not all of these will be on every iPhone device, and some in fact will be reserved for the iPhone X style, while others will be reserved for the rumored lower cost, lower end iPhone with an LCD display. But again, more choice, more colors, always a good thing. And if you can believe it, apparently the Apple Music service, while relatively unheard of out of immediate iPhone and HomePod circles, is still growing strong. And a report this week from the Digital Music News hints that Apple's music service now has more paying subscribers than Spotify domestically. Globally, Spotify is still the world's most popular streaming service, with over 70 million subs. But Apple Music is appearing to grow at a much faster pace, which means that it could grow past Spotify globally at some point. And speaking of Spotify, you know you can hear this very podcast on Spotify as well. And if you already do... Thank you. Everyone else report. And in what continues to be a disappointing series of news, it appears that HTC's profits are way down, very down for a company of its size, despite the fact that the U12 Plus was released this year. And more than likely, this is based on the very bad reviews of that same U12 Plus. The single biggest sticking point seems to be both... uh, 
battery life as well as the capacitive buttons which are not on the display but are actually on the device itself. The buttons for both the volume rockers are not physical. They do not click, they do not depress, they're only tactile, meaning that HTC was designed to give you some kind of vibration buzz a la the Apple devices in their home button as well as the trackpads and MacBook devices, but HTC's implementation of this was apparently incredibly poor. We're not even going to do a U12 Plus because, U12 Plus review, excuse me, because of the terrible reviews of it. So. This isn't surprising that uh, HTC's profits are way down and they may find themselves disappearing from the phone OEM landscape here in the not-too-distant future. Speaking of profits being down, Samsung's profits were down too, slightly, possibly due to a weaker-than-projected S9 and S9 Plus sales. It, it could be that the Note 9 will suffer this same fate, since it's also much more of a small redesign versus a significant overhaul. A lot of people have been teasing Samsung on the internet that these phones should have been called the S line, just like Apple iPhones, because of the very little redesign other than moving the fingerprint sensor, which certainly was long overdue and needed, but other than that, and some mild improvements to processor and camera, these are pretty much the same phones. So it doesn't come as too big of a shock that most people opted to keep their existing phones and wait for what will probably be the next generation of Samsung devices. And speaking of those, there is rumor that the 2019 Samsung Galaxy S line will actually include three phones, an entry-level device that will still contain a physical fingerprint scanner, and then the other two devices, the S9 and S9 Plus that we're traditionally used to, will feature the underglass fingerprint sensor that's all the rage of the internet right now, and finding its way into phones like the Vivo Next. The new tech supposedly is being saved for these devices because they'll be the 10th anniversary of phones by Samsung, and that makes a lot of sense. Apple did the same thing where they waited until the 10th anniversary iPhone to release their biggest uh, uh, upgrade of the iPhone in many, many years, and Samsung predictably is opting to do the same thing. In addition to that, we may also see something called the Galaxy Watch this year, which updates the Gear S line and also will update the operating system. The rumor is, is that it may run Google's Wear OS instead of Tizen. This would be a great thing, and it's something that I'm very much specifically looking forward to, as I have a wearable right now in a Fitbit, but the ability to have many more smartphone and smartwatch connected features in an Android device would be something that's really interested to me. Finally, the OnePlus 6 is going to debut in a new color, and if you're saying, hey, didn't the OnePlus 6 just come out, you'd be right, and they debuted with two initial colors with the matte black and the glossy back glossy black, easy for me to say, and also a silk white coming out a couple of weeks later. Well, OnePlus is set to debut another color, red. So if you're looking for a flagship under $600, the OnePlus 6 in red will be available starting July 10th. And you should get it if you really like the color red. It's a terrific smartphone and our review of the OnePlus 6 is coming soon, but other than the color, it's not really any different than the OnePlus phones you can buy today. That's the show for this week. You can find all of our content at SiliconTheory.com. Follow us on social. We are at Silicon Theory on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find all of our video content at YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. Or just hit the link in our bio. 
Thanks for listening. And remember, as always, we will talk tech soon.